Up your video conferencing game with Plexicam. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by DraftKings. Safe and secure online betting. Get in on the action at DraftKings.com with the code MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, I get to welcome back kind of an old friend, kind of a new friend. I didn't know that my new friend was my old friend when uh, when this happened. Uh, and have you find out about the new product that he's doing right now? Um, I want to in- reintroduce you to to Dan Kelson uh, of Plexicam. Dan, welcome. It's great to have you back again, <laughs> even though you were here before. I know. Hey, Chuck. Yeah. No, it's funny how. Uh, but it took a. Uh, two and a half year boomerang before we were accidentally reunited. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And so just to let you in on the joke, folks, Dan and I met at um, CES, I believe it was CES, and he was representing uh, another company. NAB? Okay. One of the yeah. trade shows in Vegas. They're all and the same. he was, yeah, and he was representing another company. And when I ordered his product, he didn't know it was me. I didn't know it was him. And we'll tell you that story in a little while. And so after, after we communicated, it's like, yeah, hey, because he, he then recognized me. And the, I went back and looked at my own archives and recognized him. And so this is how it goes. This is such a small industry, isn't it? It is. And it's it's theoretically not even the same industry, although I, I suppose it is. But it's, uh, it is funny that, uh, you know, we did not purposely reconnect here, but there's still plenty to, to talk about. <laughs> well, now, before we realized that we knew each other, I want to tell you a story about his product. Um, I heard about this on another podcast, looked at it on the website and thought, yeah, this looks like something that I would very much be interested in. And so I went through the ordering process and it asked for your phone number. All right. Not wild about giving out my phone number. Fine. You know, the email address, obviously, and everything else, ordered the product. And then, actually, I was offline for a couple days at just the wrong time. And I ended up getting a phone call. And, of course, like many folks, I just ignore any calls that I don't know the number of. And he left me a voicemail. One of the things on the order uh, page was, you know, tell me about your, your camera setup. And so I just dashed off a couple little explanations. And not only had he sent me two emails, but because he didn't hear from me and the order was ready to ship, he called me. Voice, an actual telephone call, ended up leaving voicemail, obviously. And I called him back and he talked me through, you know, which version of the product that he thought I should have as opposed to the one I ordered. And I followed his advice and I'm like super happy with these things. So that at that point, I had decided already, I don't know who this guy is, but I got to get him on the show. And then it ends up, we know each other. So th- that's the story of, of kind of how Dan got here, even though we already knew each other. But Dan, at the time, uh, you were representing Wasabi at NAB. Right. But this is something brand new. Plexicam, is Plexicam yours? So I'm a co-founder. So my my other co-founder is Tom Kalopoulos. Uh We've known each other since 1994 when I first started working for him as the first uh, technology guy they had hired at Delphi Group. 
And we worked for 10 years. We were acquired by Perot Systems, spent three years at Perot Systems, which is still funny to me because I voted for Ross Perot back in my youth. And uh, it was an interesting experience to, to work for that organization. Never met him, but I did get closer than I had ever been to him about 20 feet away when he actually was speaking at uh, Faneuil Hall in, in Boston, uh, which is where I'm based. Um, and Tom and I have, we've written a book together, The Gen Z Effect, back in 2014. We've been, you know, in and out of, uh, out of touch uh, since we formally parted ways at the end of the Perot experience. And he's, uh, he's invited me to do a number of things, like write a book, uh, which I probably wouldn't have done on my own. Um, but as a, I'm a firm believer in teamwork and collaboration and finding, you know, partners and others that, that can run out your team so that they can take advantage of the skills that somebody else has that you don't necessarily have or that are stronger. And Tom has always been a tinkerer. Uh, we used to, back at, uh, at Delphi Group, we gave, we started giving out the Bent Spoon Award for anybody who was particularly clever uh, in, a, in a given month. Because Tom, if you, if you remember back in the day, um, the, uh, the clickers for remote controls for presentations were all infrared, and it was only line of sight. It wasn't RF, so it had to be, you had to point the device at the receiver, and if it was not lined up, it didn't work. So Tom has always been a fantastic presenter, and he would be on big stages, and that receiver was too far away. So he bent a spoon, taped it to a table, and then pointed it at the bent spoon to bounce it <laughs> to the receiver, and that was part of that. Uh, and I didn't realize that he was like a supreme tinkerer until he um, he hit me, you know, early last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, and said, "Hey, what do you think of this idea?" And he showed me a, a prototype, uh, which I don't it, I don't have any of the original prototypes, but you know, Plexicam um, is a totally see through <laughs> product. That is actually, thankfully, the my camera is actually seeing it today, so that's good because it's very hard to actually demonstrate a totally see-through product. But he had a sort of mad scientist tinker in his basement of a two-hundred-year-old New England house, um, been creating these by himself, bending acrylic, uh, doing all sorts of fun stuff that I would have never thought of doing um, because he was scratching his his own itch, which was traditional teleprompter equipment and all the normal entourage of, of gear that you might normally need to be to be good on camera in a remote situation. It's all expensive, it's complex, it takes up a ton of space. And he's always been an innovator and he created his own solution, talked me into being a part of it. And now I'm I'm the the face on the voice <laughs> for when, uh, for when we're talking to customers and it's, uh, it's, it's been a really wacky ride, uh, to launch a product company during a global pandemic when you've never had a product company. So there's plenty of things we can talk about on that side. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting. And, and it's one of the things I did want to cover because this product seems to be tailor made for the pandemic. Right. I don't know exactly when it came out. I know I only became aware of it probably, you know, several weeks ago. Um, mm. And so, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're dancing around this. We should explain what Plexicam is because you just <laughs> held that up and it just looks like a piece of clear acrylic. Big deal. So, right. <laughs> um, you know, but but it really does solve a problem. Yeah. So, uh, so this 
this may help. So this is a Logitech Brio that I have installed on this. So this, um, this is the vertical hanger. Uh, instead of a tripod, which sits, as most people know, on your desk or on the floor or whatever, it sprawls out, the legs take up a bunch of space. The tripod is not, I haven't seen a see-through tripod yet. Maybe they exist, I don't know. But uh, this hangs with this bend here, it hangs on your monitor. So if you picture a monitor like this, uh, and then it just, it hangs there. And the, uh, this, is, this is a specialty shelf that we have called the, the Wave shelf uh, that is specifically made primarily for Logitech Brio owners, which we could potentially go into, but I don't wanna necessarily sidetrack us. But the point is that this is adjustable up and down. You hang it in front of your screen, you adjust the camera to where it needs to be so it's at or usually slightly above eye level. And then you can orient like I have and like you're doing with me, uh, put whoever you're talking to, if it's an interview situation like this, you move the window from your screen, probably right under or next to the camera lens, whatever you happen to be using. I'm personally using a Sony a6100, which is a fairly fancy mirrorless camera. We have customers that are using much more expensive, far heavier cameras. Um, that's kind of mind blowing. And then we have people that are using 20 or $30 Logitech knockoffs. And uh, the point is to move the camera into a place where you can actually at least approximate eye contact. And in some cases, it's really fantastic eye contact, not just that the audience appears that it appears that you're looking at the audience, which is the key point from their perspective, but you can also see them, which is also important because we can all be trained to stare at a camera lens, but if you have no idea what the reaction is that you're getting from people, then you can't factor that into your performance, you know, whether it's a presentation or a meeting with your boss or a sales pitch or, or anything like that. And, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing that Tom and I are both pretty high tech guys. We've, you know, we're Apple fiends. Uh, we're, we both love Ecamm, which you're using as well. And, um, this is a surprisingly low tech. <laughs> it's like the most low, it might be the most low tech item I've ever purchased, um, or, or certainly had anything to do with, which is, which is kind of funny because it's, it sort of has an Apple aesthetic to it. It's meant to be simple. You put it on when you're done with it, you can move it to the side. It's out of your way. It's totally see-through. So the only thing that's blocking your view is whatever camera, the physical presence of the camera that you have. So a couple things here that I want to comment on for, as a user, because I'm using a Plexicam right now for this. It's holding my Lumix DSLR, which is the one I use for my webcam. And literally the only thing that is blocked in my vision of my iMac screen is the camera itself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and what is that? A maybe five, four or five inches by three, three and a half, and a half inches three, yeah. block. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so that's great. And because it does cut down, because no matter what tripod uh, arrangement I used, I mean, I had one in front of the iMac, I had one off to the side with a swing arm, but it still blocks off a bunch of the screen. Now, right. literally only that square because, because of the, the clear plastic in the Plexicam, I can look straight through and see everything behind it. That was the first thing I noticed. But Dan, I'm not sure you even, I'm sure you've appreciated this. <laughs> first of all, um, I have two, actually I have two of these. I also have another one back um, at the other workstation behind me, which is where I do my, my day job work. And that has uh -huh. um, 
one of the, uh, oh shoot, one of the Logitech cameras on that one, which is even smaller. So yes. the, the, the space is even smaller. But what I've t- discovered is, you know, by the, this is, talk, you want to go low tech? I'll go low tech on you. <laughs> A little piece of masking tape on the back of my of my iMac, and I know exactly where the Plexicam should go back to so that it is in, in exactly the right spot for me right for where i sit so i can yep. take it off if i want put it right back which is something that you could never do with the swing arms or anything else you could never get that placement exactly right so right. but honestly most of the time i just leave it on because it is so unobtrusive and you know, you don't have to struggle with seeing it especially with something like uh, the logitech 920 which is a fairly small webcam about the right. a little bit bigger than the brio maybe yes yeah, so there, there's so many things about this that I like, um, and and so many just little niceties that you've done. And from what you've told me, it sounds like you're continuing to iterate on the improvements uh, as you go. Yeah. So I mean, there's so on the the shirt that I'm wearing is for the word of mouth organization. So uh, I don't know if if you're familiar with it, but you know, word of mouth not a new phenomenon since we've been uttering words and and. Well, maybe when we were grunting at each other in caves, <laughs> you know, that's we communicate word of mouth. That's how things get around. You know, there's danger over there. Don't go there where the dinosaur is or the bison or whatever. Or, hey, there's a great product over here. Um, so the the actually the 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 wave shelf kit that I sh- that I showed here, this bend in the in the shelf was specifically because we had so many clients saying they were using Logitech Brio that um, that has. I've actually thrown my cable out, but the cable that normally comes with it is very like thick and rigid when it comes straight out of the uh, out of the Brio, and that can bump up. And it made some people nervous that it would bump up against the back of the the hanger, uh, the vertical hanger here, and bend the cable as it was fed up. People typically feed that cable up and over. So, Tom, we heard that enough. I told Tom about the the issue about. Three hours later, he had a prototype for this for this wave shelf kit, and we started shipping them out to people to to get feedback. Because we, you know, that's that's how we believe a company should be run. We, if we're not solving problems for real people, there's no point. I, there's only so many plexicams I can use myself, right? So <laughs> we want more people to use this, and we got the feedback that you know that gave us back um, the space. So we, we ship a, a USB-C adapter that, that's a right angle. So it sends the cable at a much shorter distance to the side or up or down, wherever you want it to go. And then that, um, that curved shelf, normally most Logitechs have this, um, uh, I call it a V or a Z um, mount. That's what they use to grip onto the top of your screen typically, right? On the Brio, you have to pop this off, which is terrifying to people in the first place because it feels like you're ripping your camera <laughs> apart. And uh, that exposes the tripod mount, the camera mount screw on the bottom. But then that means that you've got you've taken that tiltability away. I don't know why Logitech did any of these decisions. Why was the <laughs> why was the cable so rigid? And why do you have to detach the base when the Logitech 920 series that you're talking about? there is a screw mount in the bottom of that base. It's the same base otherwise. So they already had solved that problem. But because we heard the demand from, from clients, we're like, well, well I, I, 
I don't really want to sell. It's another SKU that we have to keep track of and deal with manufacturing and all that fun stuff. But it does solve a specific problem. So if that's a problem that you have, we heard, we created a solution, we sent it out, the feedback was great. And so now <laughs> that's an that's an item that we sell. And that's part of the reason I, you know, we asked those questions that you pointed out in the order form. And we're working on sort of a more guided way to give people advice without me having to call them up after the after the fact. <laughs> but uh, there's there's like I don't know how many web cameras and, and monitors and all that that there are. And uh, there's it's it's an amazing variety of uh, construction of, of cameras. And um, as, as you'll know, as, as a user, the thickness of your screen matters because the grip that we have to hang your camera on there is very uh, it's it's very different depending on typically older monitors have really thick frames, the top frame of the monitor versus like an iMac, which is about as thin as a piece of paper right? <laughs> at the, at the, at the taper, which is kind of amazing, but it's, um, you know, so I, we need to talk to clients all the time because just we can't possibly we can't afford to test everything that's out there. It would be even if we could, it's impossible because there's new, you know, the good and bad is there's new innovations in camera technology all the time, the size and all that. But uh, we thrive on word of mouth, and it's it cuts both ways. I I want personally, I want to hear negative feedback so that we can do something about it. You know, are we? miss you know stating what you can do or how it fits or what it's appropriate for or where do people love it and then what can we do to magnify that um and it's that feedback loop is something that i've always been personally interested in. typically <clears throat> from my uh i've done a lot of consulting work in the past with enterprises so how do you get feedback from employees and turn that into making sure that your organization is always innovating but from a consumer standpoint, this is the first time that I've really been hands-on and literally the guy that is talking to clients who are happy or not uh, and dealing with that feedback and then folding it into our marketing and our sales and our customer service and products and all that. Um, for, I mean, first of all, I think it's fascinating that you are doing that much personal outreach. That seems like something that nobody does anymore you might send emails out you might send polls out or questionnaires and probably get back one percent of them but right. you know in in you and i talking i mean and and you you specifically said i'm not trying to upsell you i just want you to have the right thing and right. you were absolutely right um so <laughs> and 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 that that kind of leads into the different models of the plexicam that you offer and why mm. they're different so let's talk a little yep. bit about that um, because again, I have I have two different models here. One that right. is absolutely appropriate for the Logitech webcam. One which is absolutely appropriate for uh, the, the the Lumix that I have on this side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's um, so the the things that I have to caution people about is, you know, we can we've made this as transparent as we can, and it's it's rather transparent, right? Especially one tip for people is if you do use a plexicam, I highly recommend that you have a black background. So I tend to go with a sort of dark mode. Uh, if you're, if you're on a Mac, that's relatively easy. Um, because then, uh, among other things, like I wear glasses. So the more light that's coming at you from white, um, is additional light that you have to factor in aside from like the, the lights that I have out here. But the uh, the Plexicam models, so I can't make rigid acrylic into 
a bendable surface on demand, right? So the, the physical height of, of the vertical hanger um, is, is fixed, right? So this, I, you know, I could, I could try and bend it, but that's not going to work. So you need a certain amount of space to fit vertically on the screen that you're using. So if you have a laptop that's less than 15 to 16 inches diagonally, and there's the whole, fun, I, I never really appreciated just how different screens are and the switch from the old school four, four to three ratio to the widescreen and the ultra wide screens. None of those diagonal measurements mean anything anymore because <laughs> they're not comparable. That's exciting. <laughs> but the, uh, the vertical height, you know, it, if you have a 13 inch laptop, for example, you hang this on your screen, this is nine inches tall, this model, this is a pro, same, uh, same distance for the pro plus and the max. It will, it will not hang on the, that laptop. It's too long. So we have the mini, which is really meant only for laptops. If you're using it on a laptop, you're going to want a very lightweight camera because otherwise it's going to, your laptop screen is going to go backwards or forwards based on the weight. But this is about four or five ounces and a regular Logitech camera that like you're talking about the 920 or so, that's another couple ounces. So all told it's under well under a pound and it's not going to affect your laptop. I have talked some people out of, oh, I have a, you know, I have a mirrorless or DSLR and I want to stick this on my MacBook Pro 16 inch. No, don't do that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, it's a great camera. You know, it's a great computer, but no, that's not appropriate. I'd rather not sell you that <laughs> than, than have you choose something that is going to damage your computer, right? It's just not, it's not appropriate. So uh, what I think is interesting too is we sell extensions. You can actually, uh, I moved, I had, I had one that I custom built because I can. Um, I don't use this for this kind of video purposes anymore, but I have a 61 inch 4K TV that I use uh, for my other business, Eventus, uh, virtual events as a service. When we're running big virtual events on behalf of other people, I need as many screens as possible to keep track of everything that's going on. And that TV is mounted on the wall and it's way, you know, the top is way up here on a frame and I would put my Sony on there and extend the Plexicam with four or five extensions that all kind of um, come together using the, the friction sleeve here that holds all the pieces together. And I would put it at the same height that it's at now on this 32 inch uh, curved Samsung screen that I primarily use uh, in front. So you can we can extend it. It's kind of like Legos. Um, I have Danish ancestry. I'd like to take credit for that, but it's really all of this was Tom's design <laughs> and he's Greek. He still likes Legos, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't have it in his DNA, but uh, maybe he does. But the, um, you know, that's kind of, that's one of our concept is, is we want to provide solutions that are flexible enough that they can adapt to at some point you're going to get a better camera at some point you're going to get a better newer monitor that's the cycle of technology right but you we feel like you should not have to replace everything there should be some stability and the money that you save by being able to have a modular solution like plexicam means that you can then spend your money on cameras and monitors it'd, it'd be where i would suggest it and then branch out into lighting and things like that the uh the max that you're using that i'm using is a much more industrial model 
So this is uh, autofocus is this is where we're going to run into problems. But this is doesn't use the friction sleeve concept. It uses bolts that are nice and low profile, so it won't scratch anything. And we've separated so that the hanger that goes on top of your monitor can move independently. It's a little hard to see with, with the autofocus. Uh, and then the shelf can also move independently. And this, we have uh, clients who are using cameras and lenses that are as heavy as five or six pounds. And it's rock solid. That one was specifically, I forced Tom and I to think about how can we support the fancier cameras? Because if, you know, if you, if you've already made that investment, that means you're pretty serious about video and you want the right tools. So to me, this is the right tool, especially if you're limited on space, because I, I have a whole closet full of tripods that are awesome, except they're huge <laughs> and they take up a ton of space. And like, you're, I, I need to take a note on your, your masking tape idea, because something that lets you remember where you need to put the camera that would certainly shave a good 30 seconds at least off of my setup because I tend to move my camera off to the side. But, um, you know, like I used to have a tripod that sat right between me and this monitor and the space that I have in this space, if I needed to get to the bathroom that's over there, I'd have to crawl under the tripod <laughs> or move it out of the <laughs> way, which is not super convenient. So for me personally, the Max scratched my own itch because it, it was quite capable it's 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 like a tank in a lot of ways and it's great for the more expensive cameras and it freed it literally freed up about you know a four by two space that was occupied by the tripod that i used to have and it's at a better distance for me so uh you know all of this it's it's sort of a a combination of the feedback that we got from clients as well as our own experience because we spend a lot of time on camera Tom is currently in Vegas uh, at an event presenting on a, on a keynote stage. So, you know, this is this has been a lot of our lives and we want the right solutions so that we can really spend more of our time and energy on the delivery of whatever it is that we need to say or whatever audience we're talking to. Um, the, the industrial design that you just showed is, you're right, which I have here. You know, I, I looked at that and I don't think I fully appreciated why you would do anything but that until I got <laughs> the other one with the friction ah. sleeve. And that, because it's, it's even, if it's possible to be less intrusive, it is. Um, but also the industrial one, uh, I don't think you, you sort of mentioned it there, but uh, with this one, I can put an extension on and add a second shelf. If I sure. want a little extra lighting um, now yep. with the setup I have, I really didn't need that, but it's right. an option that, that you have. And, if you don't have external lights, it might be something that put a little loom cube or something like that on there so that you are well lit, which is yeah. one of the one of the usual major failures of, of any right. of the video conferencing uh, times that you do. Yeah, right. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, as I talk to people who, uh, we, you know, we have professional presenters um, that are using us. We have doctors of various kinds that are using us for telehealth visits. Uh, we have people who are life coaches and executive coaches and things like that. Um, you know, some of it's for one-on-one -on -one purposes. Some of it's for just daily interaction, being on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever. Some of it is they're they might be broadcasting to you know a thousand people or ten thousand people at a virtual event that they needed to pipe into, and. As much as people have, you know, if you found us as PlexiCam, 
part of what you're trying to solve for is eye contact, right? Um, but there's a whole journey, which is really interesting on what do you care about at what point as you become aware of what matters, you know, because it, part of that, if you're going to have the human connection, having eye contact is hugely important for, for when we go back full scale into more in-person situations, we would all find it super creepy if everybody was looking down at your belly button or whatever in an in-person situation. And it's once people get over that, like, oh, that actually, it does matter because there are some fantastic, very smart people, super energetic people um, that I that I follow on YouTube and whatnot that are inevitably, like they're looking at the comment stream, which happens to be somewhere else, right? Um, so solving that problem is one issue. And then, you know, I do one-on-one Zoom calls for free with our clients all the time. And we talk about Plexicam and how to, how to use it. But then I say, hey, by the way, have you seen how you have this big open window behind you and the sun is streaming straight in and I can barely <laughs> see you. Have you thought about closing that window? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, room darkening shades are a wonderful thing <laughs> or just move your setup slightly, you know, 10 degrees or something. Um, or I like ceiling fans too, but they don't look great in the shot. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, uh, we end up talking about all sorts of things, you know, Mark and we, it's just a whole lot of things because there's there's kind of an exhausting number of things that you can pursue in your quest to look better on camera, to feel more confident on camera, to deliver a better message and make an impact. And I get it. It's it's exhausting. I mean, I I knew a fair amount. So I come from a music background. So I, I see some uh, some relevant gear behind you <laughs> to, to my <laughs> past life. Anyhow, um, some of that uh, has carried forward. That's part of why I'm, I'm fired up about video because I, I like to take advantage of that. I uh, have a slightly better microphone than than many people. Um, <laughs> that's nicely out of frame normally. Um, but it's um, it's really fascinating that there is this, you know, none of us expected that we would be, you know, hundreds of millions of people locked in rooms looking at each other's heads <laughs> only <laughs> for, for a year and a half, right? Um, and there's so much, it, it fast forwarded the innovations and the use of technology um, radically, obviously, and anybody who's owned stock in Zoom um, or Sony for that matter, Sony's been killing it between cameras and uh, PlayStation 5s, as it turns out, to to stock tips there for you. Um, but there's there's just so much that you could consider. So trying to solve one problem, um, like have a have a uh, not quite as high quality camera, but have eye contact, your audience is going to feel it much more than if you have a great camera, but you're not looking at them, right? So it's kind of piecing off what are the things that actually matter uh, in the human interactions that I'm trying to have, and then deciding where should I actually spend my money. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by DraftKings. Safe and secure online betting. Get in on the action at DraftKings.com with the code MacVoices. What are you going to do when NFL football starts this weekend? Sit there and just watch with a bowl full of wings at your fingertips? Or are you going to get in on the action? DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, lets you take it to the next level. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and let the games begin. And if you use the code MACVOICES in addition to everything else, you get a free shot at a $1 million top prize just by making your first deposit. 
you're going to enjoy football like never before. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code MACVOICES. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter the code MACVOICES to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code MACVOICES, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings, get in on the action. Thanks to DraftKings for supporting Mac Voices. I know that we're all anxious to put the pandemic behind us, behind us but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Right. And even when it does, I think the the benefits of of this of online communication and everything you're you're just talking about, you know, how to look good and how to appear professional and all are going to be more important than ever because it I mean it, at some points people are going to reevaluate the idea of traveling 2 hours each way for a 30 minute meeting as opposed to you know popping up ecam or zoom or teams or whatever and mm-hmm. and meeting for that 30 minutes and okay we didn't get to shake hands and all that but we got the job done and so right. that's 4 hours and 30 minutes versus 30 minutes that's right. <laughs> a big, big thing. Not, not to mention the the expenses associated with mileage and everything else that goes along with Sanity. it. So, well, yeah, there is that too. So, I, I, I really don't think that by by developing a product product like this and skill the skills you're talking about that it's going to be a bad investment in time and effort. It's going to do something that's going to pay dividends for years to come, probably for as long as any of us uh, have careers. I, I don't, and then you get into the personal life stuff, which is almost as much fun to uh, to do on camera. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's opened up a ton of opportunity for, um, you know, th- I mean, th- like I still can't believe that Cisco and WebEx, um, yeah, all but dropped off the face of the earth from my, from my perspective. I remember that was, it, you know, it, it used to be just like Zoom is now. Oh, let's let's get on a WebEx. It didn't matter if it was actually WebEx or not. That's what the verb was. And now it's Zoom. Um, and well, you know, Zoom was started by a former Cisco WebEx uh, executive. So not terribly surprising that uh, they they ate their lunch and and continue to do that. But you know, these are all skills that it's been possible to do the, you know to do this at a high quality and do it reliably but it's always been super expensive and very complicated and as soon as you raise that bar enough so in, in the gen z effect the book that we wrote in 2014 we talk about lowering the bar so far that you can just step right over it there is no bar so how do you make it as easy as possible the more you know the higher the bar is yes it's good to have goals and stretch yourself but on the other hand a lot of life should be much easier, right? So, you know, if we can make it, you're going to be on camera, right? You had no choice really in the last year and a half to be on camera. If you're going to do that, you might as well make the most of it. And there's some huge advantages. Like, you know, I, I have three screens here that I regularly use: two 32 inches and a 27. I have a. It's like being on, you know, on the Star Trek deck or something. You know, I <laughs> I have a lot of information that I could access at any time that I want to, whether it's doing something like this or a much larger event, and that would be much harder in an in-person situation if we're all gathered around a, a table that's probably too small, 
Uh, you know, I've been plenty of conference rooms where we had 20 people, which arguably shouldn't have all been there around a table that seats 10, right? And then somebody's left out in a corner. You know, this is, to me, I'm a big believer largely in democratizing things, especially in corporate settings. More participation and teamwork to me is better than diversity of, of opinions and skills. Um, and I think there's, there's certainly the potential to sort of eradicate some of the old norms that it was only the people who got in the room first and who got a chair <laughs> or that had the most expensive suit or, you know, whatever you can, now you can spend that money on only the top half of your suit and uh, put the rest of that money towards camera gear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the department stores are going to have a field day with that one. Uh, yes. I don't need the pants. Way I, down, actually. Yeah. I just, I don't need the pants. I just need the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's one other piece of equipment that you got me, uh, to, to obtain, and I'm glad I did, uh, for the, this setup for the, mm. the Lumix. Um, and that's the wedge. Um, oh, yeah. because I really did not understand why I needed the wedge or exactly what it did until I got the Plexicam, put, uh, the Lumix on it and then yeah. needed the wedge to accommodate. So explain what the wedge does. Yeah. So... Uh, let me just grab mine so I can at least show it. See if I can avoid killing myself with a headphone cable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a cut down version of the max really. Uh, so it's a much more streamlined version is, I think this is the model that we sent you or, or did we send you an earlier model? That, okay. that looks like what I got. Yeah. Okay. So it's got the, it's, uh, it's got the same grooved slotted vertical hanger as the max there's no hanger portion to go over the top of, of your screen uh, there is the same length shelf that you would normally have on the max and then we started using these to me awfully sexy um, hand tightened screws so you don't need uh, a screwdriver for this for this setup and then for anybody who has an iMac the screens are fantastic. The, if you have retina displays, they're super crisp. It's kind of mind-boggling how crisp they are. And normally, it's a good thing, the tilt of the of the monitor is very smooth and, and easy to move. Unfortunately, if you hang a heavy camera off of an IMAX screen, the camera, especially cameras like, like we're using, certainly like I'm using, the lens is a good, you know, three inches or so. So it's front heavy. It will tend to want to drag the front of your IMAX screen down, which is terrifying. <laughs> and, and also uh, it's not going to do you any good to be able to actually use the monitor portion of your monitor as something other than a, a device to hang your camera off of. So this was another, uh, both Tom and I are, are Apple fiends. We both, uh, Tom has several IMAX that he uses. I have one IMAX that I then plug a whole bunch of monitors into and all my gear. Um, but this wedge you stick into the crook, of the um, the stand of the iMac, and then you adjust the shelf here to whatever distance you need to be to essentially freeze the position of your iMac screen into place. And then you literally, at least for me, you set it and forget it. You're done. Um, as as a Apple guy, and for people who are who are on your channel here, um, Guy Kawasaki found out about us through a woman named Erica Doan, who does a great job. She has a book on digital body language, which is really interesting. Uh, he bought a Plexicam Max. He actually has the same camera that I have. 
of course, as the original Mac evangelist, he has uh, he has an iMac as his primary uh, setup. And uh, I, I told him, oh, do you have the book? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yay! I actually have. I, I actually have the book. So we have all kind of intersections going on here. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, you know, so guy has the same Sony that I have. So he bought the Max. Uh, he has an iMac. So I said at that point, we weren't really. We were sort of. We had a secret menu item in the wedge because we weren't sure. It's hard to describe, and it's only for iMac users. So we weren't sure we wanted to have it on there as another product formerly for sale. Um, but you, you bought this and we were getting more people that are asking for that kind of solution. Guy asked for it. I, I, I sent him one and he also, he didn't understand until he had it. He was like, Oh, this thing is a lifesaver. It's, it's super simple. Um, and again, I'd be happier if, if we didn't need to sell it. Um, you know, I love Apple products because they're, they're so well designed, except that as it turns out, sometimes too much flexibility is a bad thing, right? Or too much smoothness in the case of the, the iMac design. So it's, um, but, you know, based on feedback again, because we had people, people who have iMacs, especially like the 5K versions uh, and the, you know, more expensively configured options, they're clearly not afraid of spending money and they value high quality design. And, you know, it ends up that they end up getting a Max. They probably have a Sony camera or something like that. They use the wedge to freeze our iMac screen in place. And then they're good. Um, Guy goes a step further. We have lots of people using the the PlexiCam as a teleprompter-like situation. So you put your script just below or to the side of your lens on screen and then move your PlexiCam and the lens to the right place. Guy decided to use the... uh, the Parrot teleprompter smartphone kit, and he attached that to the front of, uh, it attaches to the lens of your camera. So he has the Max, the Sony, the Parrot (laughs) teleprompter kit on a 27 inch iMac, which seems like overkill to me personally, but that's what he wanted to do in the whole thing. He, he loves it, which is, which is fantastic. I've always been a fan of, of guys work for a long time because you know, the, the birth of the Mac was, coinciding with me getting out of high school and getting out into the real world. And, uh, you know, that's, it's a thrill to, to accidentally sell guy a solution, uh, and use all the same equipment. It's just wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, guys have been on the show and, and I get the same thrill, you know, anytime, I mean, his, his business books are like essential reading. And of yeah. course now his podcast is essential listening. And, yeah. um, yeah, so I can, I can imagine what, what kind of a thrill it is. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I fell yeah. on the floor, but it was close. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. The, I mean, again, the wedge, you know, it's, it's a problem I would not have anticipated. Um, right. and kind of along the lines of what you're saying, I've, cause I've had, I had a friend who's, well, you may not know this, but there's a spring inside a fairly strong spring that allows that tilt, you know, back and forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it broke. And so the, 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 the screen just went, you know, down. Oh, no. <laughs> so we ended up having to, uh, find something to wedge, uh, yes, wedge up in there to try to keep this. It the names screen, itself, doesn't know. it? <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, but you know, any, as, but unfortunately it's such a tenuous situation. You know, anytime you adjust the screen at all, the, the item you're using to wedge in there drops out and then yeah. you got to start all over. 
And with this, I, I love this because this is so adjustable that if I wanted the screen cocked up a whole lot more, I just, you know, adjust it out. If I wanted yeah. to, to tilt down a little more, I just adjust it that way. So it yeah. it seems it seems kind of silly almost that it would be necessary, but the Mac was not designed to do what we're doing with it, and especially if you're using a nicer camera. Right. I would not need the wedge on the one that I have with the Logitech. Um, right. But I'm I'm definitely just over the edge uh, with this particular camera because as soon as I put the Plexicam on with the camera on the on the shelf, yep, it started to to, to go down, and I needed to, something so that if I should bump the desk or whatever, that it won't, you know, drop and cut my head off um, right. <laughs> in, the, in the shot. So, you know, that's... It, that it, seems it, bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it is a, an, an elegant little solution uh, and an adjustable solution to the problem. So, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. it's all part Very of the good. kit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when we first had a report of that, which, see, Tom, Tom and I hadn't experienced it because we were not hanging our cameras off of our iMacs. Our, our iMacs are typically the, our primary computers, and then we have a bunch of other screens because of the nature of the, the two businesses that we have. Um, and then, but as soon as somebody reported that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I was just going to tell them, you know, take a roll of tape or something and wedge it in, or a tennis ball or something. Like, well, that that's not an elegant solution. Why would I even suggest that? <laughs> but, uh, you know, just sort of panicked. And uh, again, it's uh, it's because Tom Tom is a, a tinkerer. He and we have a modular. The, the whole idea is that we have a modular system. So what else could you do? And as it turns out, like for larger screen or thicker screens, um, you can reconfigure the Plexicam Max, especially with instead of that that um, pre pre made bend for the for the hanger, you can actually adjust it so it's more like a, a square that grips it. So the uh, so if, if you imagine this going over the top of the of the screen and then another piece here that can grip and sort of sandwich the screen in between it, same parts. You can do the same thing. <laughs> and now you can accommodate a much thicker monitor, which is probably uh, going to be an older monitor because, you know, the, the tendency these days is to go towards thinner and thinner and thinner until it disappears and it's just in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So before we let folks get out of here and go and order their own Plexicams, um, walk walk us through the pricing of uh, of each model, if you would. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I should I should know the pricing more. Uh, <laughs> so the the mini is uh, forty five dollars, and that again is for um, for laptops primarily. Primarily, um, we do have so part of what we anticipated is you know clearly the pandemic was not going to last forever. Uh, we'll have new pandemics, and that'll be terribly exciting. No, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, you know we'll go to a hybrid world, and there'll be situations where we're purely purely virtual, hybrid, only in person, some combination. Um, but Tom, especially, he's had a very successful career as a professional speaker. So, like he is this week in Vegas, we needed a solution that would be portable. So we have a lot of professional speakers who end up buying a Max. For their home setup because they have the, the more expensive studio setup but they still want something so they can take a camera because the camera built into the laptop is terrible it's in the wrong place it's the quality is terrible <laughs> so they want a better than that camera along with something that lets them have eye contact so the the mini is both for laptop users 
generally and for people who are going to be getting back on the road but still want to do proper video. So that's the the mini is uh, sort of the entry point at $45. The Pro is definitely, as it says on the site, our most popular item because it's the most flexible if you have a larger screen. And uh, it's really, that's a good size for um, most screen, unless you have a massive screen, a truly gigantic screen, or it's mounted much higher. The Pro, that length of the Pro hanger is nine inches. And that is a pretty good size for the distance that you are going to want to have from the top of the screen to wherever you want to put your camera, which isn't always directly in the middle, by the way. Uh, the Pro Plus adds uh, a second shelf, so you can you can mount a uh, a light. You could potentially, if you're paranoid, and maybe you should be, have two cameras, so you have a backup camera slightly higher or much higher, so that in case one dies. For some reason, who knows? This is technology. You can switch to that if you're using something like Ecamm. I have a Stream Deck. Push one button and you switch to another camera in an instant, and that lets you continue on with whatever you're doing. That's uh, something people do. Some people mount a microphone there as well. If you if you like the boom mics and you want to have it pointed straight at you, that's a convenient place to put it. Um, for me, you know, I wear glasses, and if I'm not careful, which I was not paying attention there, if I tilt up too much, then I have the glare in my glasses, so I don't personally use a light directly in front of me. But for those who are blessed to not have my eyes, <laughs> then uh, you don't have to worry about the the glare. Uh, the Max is is uh, are definitely a more premium item. That's uh, $145. It's the most configurable. It includes an extra extension. You can reconfigure it in different ways. Um, and like I said, people are putting, you know, $5,000 cameras on there that are five or six pounds and it holds it no sweat. Uh, the wave shelf kit goes with a Plexicam mini or pro or, or any of the, uh, Plexicam models. And it's, it's, uh, as we describe it on the site, it's our first accessory. So you have to have a base model Plexicam with a hanger. Then you use the wave shelf kit as an extra shelf specifically for Brio's. Or increasingly, we're hearing from people that have Logitech Streamcams, which is uh, uh, the Square, uh, also relatively small size camera, uh, and one of their newer ones. I have to say, if you're thinking about buying cameras, I would go personally with a Brio over a Streamcam, mainly because the cable into the Streamcam is a firmly attached. It is not detachable. So if you have any issues at all with the flexibility of that cable on a Streamcam, then to me, that's kind of a, a deal killer for that particular camera. Other than that, it's a wonderful camera. If it wasn't for that one decision, I don't, you know, cables break. I don't know why you would want a hardwired cable. Anyhow, it seems like a, I mean, I have like a thousand cables here, but uh, <laughs> maybe I'm more paranoid. Uh, and then we have a smartphone holder. Um, it is interesting that a lot of people don't realize, you know, almost everybody has a smartphone. Cameras and smartphones are very, very good, right? Especially if they're two or three years uh, young, let's say. And you can plug in your camera and use some software to turn it into a webcam through Zoom or Ecamm or OBS or any number of things. And if you want to make the most out of your money, why not use a, a great camera that you already have, stick it on a smartphone holder, put it on a Plexicam so it's in the right place for you, and then there you go. So if you combine a, a Plexicam hanger with a smartphone holder, you you could get other smartphone holders and, and bolt it on. Uh, we hunted, we didn't make this, we sourced it, but it's the best one that we found and we've looked at 
a lot of those. So if you're considering a smartphone as your camera, highly recommend pairing like a, a PlexCam Mini or Pro with a smartphone holder. And then there's the wedge, which is fifty dollars to uh, to make sure that your iMac is locked in place and you can make the most out of your camera and all your other equipment. Thank you, thank you, yep. and th- <laughs> thank th- thank you to both you and Tom for a, for a great product that really I'm, I'm I mean I was excited about it when I saw it and I thought okay if this works out half as well as I think it's going to, um, and it's worked out probably twice as good as I thought because it <laughs> it, it, it and it's probably not as important for some folks but you know i try to value you know the the distance from the camera so the the getting the right distance the right height all that is automatic with the plexicam even if you move it take it off and put it back on a uh, mm-hmm. little piece of masking t- uh, duct tape or whatever and it gives you your, your mar- mark so instead of right. me standing on a mark i put the camera on a mark and i'm good oh yeah so right yes it's, it's just absolutely absolutely brilliant no thank you I'll, I'll try not to let it go to our head. I won't tell Tom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell him this interview ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, the website obviously is. Yes. Plexicam.com. Let's, let's see how fast the autofocus on, is on the camera here. Is it? Hey, look at that. Oh, there we, there we go. Yeah. So, and it comes in a, in a purple box. We do get a lot of comments. Um, so I spent a lot of time. Earlier in my career on user experience and you know software design, running development teams, all that kind of stuff. So customer experience and the unboxing experience and the thought that we put into how do we safely get it to you? Is everything in a package that you might want to take on the road with you, for example? All that goes into it. And, and we're really trying to make a company and a product and a set of services that are way different than you would normally experience from anybody else. I don't think you're going to talk to anybody probably at Logitech. <laughs> like I know that for a fact because I've tried <laughs> as a customer as well as a partner. Um, you know, you're not you, the high touch service that we're that we're aiming for for service and the product and everything is um, it's exactly the kind of stuff that we wish happened more often. And um, so don't be surprised if as a client you might get a reply from me back around midnight, East Coast time, because I, I don't need sleep, apparently, uh, but I believe in, in responding too quickly uh, to any kind of customer questions or comments as quickly as we can. Because if you're not happy, I'm not happy, and I don't like not being happy. So, <laughs> and if you do order a Plexicam, make sure to um, to answer your phone because it might be Dan calling to <laughs> tell you that this is the one you need, or maybe you need to think about something else. So, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather not not sell a plexicam to somebody if it's not the right fit too. So just like with you, uh, you know, don't mean to upsell you, but the right fit for your choice is this. And maybe the right choice is actually, you, you should not have a plexicam. It's, you know, it's, it's not for everybody and we're not claiming that. So I would much rather at this point in my life and career, I would rather find the, the people that need this solution, make sure they have it and they know how to use it. Cause it's not just let me install this piece of, you know, this piece of plastic, let me figure out how to use it most effectively to do whatever it is I'm doing and then move on with my life. And hopefully we'll hear from you again, but otherwise, as long as we set you up for success, then I feel comfortable and I feel like my mission is complete. Well, I, I thank you so much for the time here and for explaining the Plexicam to everyone. Um, it, it really is, uh, it's changed my way of doing things, um, both for this camera and for that one. 
And so I, I very enthused. I'm anxious to see what you two uh, cook up next. Uh, I think you I need two more computers on either side so we can sell you some more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh. That was great catching and, up, Chuck. And it's it's funny how the, the world went from Wasabi, hot cloud storage, about two and a half years ago when we met in, uh, at NAB, to this. Uh, and I'm so glad that you mentioned when we were interacting that you were with Mac Voices. And I found the footage. I was like, oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I don't, you know, it's, you know, it sounds kind of contrived now, but your name sounded familiar, and it's, but I never even thought about going back and said, gee, have I ever interviewed this guy before? Because you know, it seemed to be such a different thing, which it obviously was. So. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, folks, again, plexicam.com, go check it out. Um, I I can't I endorse this enough because it really is, does solve uh, something for me. I, all my tripods and everything have gone to the basement because I really don't need them anymore because my cameras are mounted on the iMacs. Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.